Welcome to the BadgeCast One podcast with your host, Brian Ellis, a 20-plus year veteran police leader who's dedicated to helping police officers be their highest and best. Our show aims to dive deep to deliver leadership strategies of top experts to turbocharge public safety leadership. This podcast is brought to you by the National Command and Staff College. To find out more about our team, please visit us at www.commandcollege.org. The National Command and Staff College is passionate about enhancing your leadership capabilities and building the best version of you. Good day, everyone. Welcome back to the BadgeCast One podcast. I'm your host, Brian Ellis. And today we're going to be speaking to Professor Sonia Lubomirsky. Professor Lubomirsky is uh, a professor at the University of California, Riverside. She's published a ton of research on happiness as well as done a number of psychology symposiums on her work. And she's the author of The How of Happiness, a new approach to getting the life you want. Uh, I really hope you enjoy the show and as always look for your feedback, which you can provide at bls at commandcollege.org. And finally, I urge you to check out the National Command and Staff College at www.commandcollege.org to see the wide array of opportunities available for you to build the best version of your public safety career. You can sign up for updates, look at our calendar of events, or just cruise and, and, and look at all the various free information that's available to you. Hope you enjoy the show and thanks for listening. Well, good day, Professor. Uh, thanks for joining us today. I know your time is limited. Um, uh, how are you doing today? Great, thank you. It's a pleasure to be talking to you. Yeah, so we, I really wanted to jump right in. Um, you know, I really wanted to talk about happiness because there's, there's a big gray rhino in the offices of police organizations because there's a lot of people who aren't emotionally well. One statistic that might not be well known by the public is uh, police suicide rates double that of line of duty death rates. And in 2019, the Carruth Police Institute released that there was 228 police suicides in the U.S. versus 132 line of death uh, uh, incidents. Police Mm -hmm. officers, you know, Realistically, they have the highest rate of suicide of any other profession and beyond suicide, you know, there's a number of other negative behaviors that they shoulder and it has a tendency to bleed over into their, their, their personal lives. And I know we're not going to be able to solve police suicide or some of the unhappy behaviors in a single show, uh, but I think there is an opportunity to at least give people some information and a few tools to show them how to think about happiness in a different context. And I'm hoping we can do that today. Sure, that'd be great. So I really wanted to first start off by like the range of happiness. I mean, obviously there's, do you have any beliefs or thoughts on why some people are innately happier than others? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, it is. It is true that some people are naturally happier than others. You know, when you look around you, you know, some of your friends, family members, colleagues are kind of naturally happier. And there are uh, several reasons for that. I mean, genetics play an influence. Um, uh, your genes don't determine how happy you are, but they certainly influence maybe kind of a 
set a range maybe that, that you might sort of easily fall into. So whether it's like from two to six or from six to 10, you know, on a 10 point scale, um, your life circumstances matter too. You know, if you're, um, if you're poor or if you've had uh, traumatic life experiences or if you're in a bad relationship, you know, of course that ex uh, affects happiness as well. But the third factor is actually maybe the most critical for our conversation. And that is that there are actually ways of, behaving and ways of thinking about yourself in the world that can influence how happy you are. So, so these are kind of, uh, there, are, there are sort of strategies or activities that, that we all can engage in that can influence our happiness, both, both up and down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting because, um, you know, obviously when you think, you know, people just really think happy is just only just a state of mind in, in the moment. And there's, and what I hear you saying is there's a lot of different ways that we can prepare ourselves to, to uh, for a greater range of happiness. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's like, it's sort of a cliche, but happiness is more sort of with about something that's within as opposed to outside something that's inside as opposed to outside. Uh, so there, there is quite a bit that we can do to uh, increase our happiness if we want to, if we want to put effort into it. Right. So, you know, obviously there's a lot of benefits from, from being happy beyond just feeling good. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about your thoughts on, you know, realistically why we should intentionally think of, uh, uh, why happiness is so, so important to just our, our emotional, not only our emotional well-being, but just, just in, just for our, our greater sense of good. Yeah, um, you know, happiness, as you've already mentioned, happiness is more than about pleasure. It's more than just about feeling good. Um, research shows that happy people essentially are more successful at various domains in life, including their relationships, their work life, and their physical health. So, for example, studies show that people who are happier are more likely to find a marriage partner. They're more likely to get married. Um, they have more successful relationships. They have better social support, which is very critical in times of stress and adversity. Happier people also are healthier. They live longer. They have stronger immune systems. And happier people do better sort of in their careers. They uh, end up earning more money over the course of their, of their careers. They're more likely to get the job interview, to be called back, to to be more productive and also to be more creative. Now, all of these effects can be, can go both ways. So for example, um, uh, you know, being productive at work makes you happy, but also if you're a happy person, you're more likely to be productive at work. So, but I, I think this is, these are, these are, this research is really important because a lot of people think that happiness, well, well, I don't know if a lot of people, some people think that happiness is kind of frivolous, um, but mm -hmm. it's not frivolous at all. I think it's really hugely important. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know even myself, I've found myself in like a pessimistic moment and, you know, I realistically, I can control the destiny of that, of that moment. I can have it be a bad experience or I can make it into a, a very good one. And sometimes it's just a, a state of mind. Uh, so what are some of the myths of happiness? Exactly. Um, and what we were just talking about, and either have it or you don't. Like, you're either born being happy or you're not. Um, and a lot of people uh, have this misconception, even like very smart, highly educated folks. Um, 
Um, but the research shows that actually, you know, as I mentioned that, you know, your genes do play a role in how happy you are, but they're not determinative. And what you do, how you think, you know, how, how you behave in your daily life um, has a lot to do with how happy you are. Um, another myth is this idea that like once you get what you want, once you achieve your goals, whether it's and a lot of people's goals are making more money or getting a certain kind of promotion or finding a spouse or having kids or moving to a city you want to live in, people think like, oh, I'll be happy when I'll, I'll only be happy when I achieve those goals, right? I'll be, I'm not happy now, but when I have a baby, I'll be happy. When I get that promotion, I'll be happy. But research shows that actually people are very good at adapting or getting used to changes in their lives, especially positive changes. So, so we are happy after we get married or uh, get a raise in salary or move to that city we really like, but often um, that happiness doesn't, that boost in happiness doesn't last forever. We kind of end up going back to our baseline. And this is not to say that changing our life circumstances doesn't, can't improve our life. It often does. But I think we often like overestimate the extent to which our happiness is based on changes on our circumstances. So that's another, uh, I think, important myth of happiness. So do you think you, we can kind of set up little happy challenges? Is it that, oh. Is there different ranges of happiness, like you know, like short-term, uh, mid-term, and long-term? Um, yeah, I mean that's one way to do it. I, I, it, yeah, I don't think the science is sort of precise enough to be able to tell you like, oh, if you do this, you can go from a four to a five, and if you do that, you can go from a five to a six. But certainly, um, kind of broadly, we can all kind of set up, uh, yeah, like a challenge or just a, a create kind of a program of uh, like sort of a self-improvement program for yourself where you might engage in certain kinds of strategies that have been shown to improve happiness. Uh, one is gratitude, for example. I, I've done a lot of research showing that people who express gratitude or kind of induced to express gratitude become happier and feel more connected to people in their lives. And so that's something that you could, that anyone could kind of uh, uh, have as a goal, you know, for the next week, for the next month, for the next three months. Um, so studies show that that, that that does work to boost people's happiness levels. Interesting. So yeah, let's start, let's pivot into, you know, obviously you know, the, the part of our discussion is, you know, what are some happiness enhancing strategies that, that we can employ? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so the, in terms of the happiness enhancing strategies that we can employ, I already mentioned gratitude. So lots of research shows that people who count their blessings or write gratitude notes or letters to people in their lives for whom they're grateful. Um, that makes people happier and feel more connected to other people that it's not easy to maintain, you know, uh, it's sort of easy to say like, Oh, be grateful, but it's, it's not so easy to be sort of really genuinely grateful. But I think that's a, an exercise that we can all engage in, especially when we have say a very stressful job or a stressful life. Um, Another, another I, I call it a strategy, but it almost seems funny to call it a strategy, but we study um, people who are induced to do more acts of kindness for others, to help others, to support other people, or to help the community, to contribute to our neighborhoods and our communities. They are happier as well. They become happier when they sort of intentionally try to be more helpful and generous to other people. Um, obviously, there's lots of reasons to be generous and helpful, but one kind of bonus side effect is that you, you get happier too. The giver gets happier as well. And there's many other strategies as well. Practicing, practicing one's religion, if you have one, makes people happier. Physical exercise has been shown to improve mood and happiness. Um, so anything 
thing that, that, that you can do to strengthen relationships has been shown to increase happiness. Savoring the good things in your life, whether it's just sort of stopping and smelling the roses or just kind of enjoying the, the sunlight or enjoying your morning coffee, uh, really savoring, savoring music or time with your kids can also make people happier. So I can kind of go on and on, but um, there are a lot of strategies that have been shown to be associated with increases in happiness. That's fantastic. Um, so like when I hear you say, you know, just practice gratitude, I mean, is there kind of, is there any uh, studies that show kind of maybe how long that effect has on, on, on your well-being uh, or, or that happiness? Is there a particular time period that that happiness might last or? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, uh, there, there are not enough studies that are really longitude that are very long-term or longitudinal. We know that when you're practicing gratitude, you're feeling happier maybe a week later. I think it's kind of like, I don't know, it's, maybe it's kind of like taking aspirin. Um, that you know it works while you're taking it but once you stop doing it it may not be so effective so um so when you when you express gratitude you're gonna be happier but once you stop expressing gratitude uh say a month later you, your happiness might go back to baseline um there is a caveat though is that often these strategies have what are what i might call upward spirals um so maybe i express gratitude to my mom and that leads me to call up my mom and talk to her and that improves my relationship with my mom. So even after I stop the gratitude exercise, I, my life might still be improved. Um, mm -hmm. So that can happen as well. Yeah, that's, that's great. And, you know, obviously uh, I think you can definitely see the, the benefit of doing something kind for others. It's that law of reciprocity that might also help them do something, uh, you know, to pay it forward again. Um, yeah, exactly. What about um, what about in, in, in regards to just the activities that that really engage you? Um, you know, where does happiness fit in in just maybe whether it's uh, picking a goal and, and and moving towards that goal, or truly doing a, an activity that that, that really you know, you almost kind of feel that flow where you just lose track of time. Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's a great question. So um, I have a book called The How of Happiness where I talk about 12 different strategies that have been sort of empirically supported to increase happiness. And one of them is what's called flow or which is basically when you're really engaged and absorbed in what you're doing, whether it's your work or uh, spending time with your family or spending time on a hobby. Um, and so anything, so what, anything you can do to kind of increase flow in your life, um, I think can um, contribute to happiness as well. Yeah, that's great. Um, so what are you working on right now in regards to uh, research pointing in a, in a different direction that, that, you know, have you had any recent aha moments as of late? Um, yeah, interesting question. Um, well, we've been, um, some recent studies that I'm excited about, we've been doing studies where we ask people to do acts of kindness for others, um, as opposed to a control group would be doing acts of kindness for yourself. Um, and we've been collecting blood before and after people engage in, these, in this intervention where they do more acts of kindness. And we are finding that those who do acts of kindness for others show changes in their RNA gene expression that are associated with a stronger immune profile. 
Um, so basically, we're finding that people who help others, uh, not only are they, do they feel more connected and, and happier, they also, um, there's sort of an indicator of physical health as well, that their immune system might benefit. So I'm kind of excited about that research. Um, and also, I have some really brand new research that is uh, hopefully coming out soon um, that is related to the pandemic and the lockdowns. Uh, we were interested to see if uh, people's sense of connection um, is changing, you know, now that we can't sort of interact face to face with, with, you know, most people in our lives. Um, and so we had collected data on how connected people felt um, in mid-February, sort of before the lockdown started. And then we collected data again in April. Um, and we found actually surprisingly that there's really not have been not much change um, in this people's sense of connection. And in one study, we actually found that people decreased in their sense of loneliness um, sort of during the pandemic, which uh, is you know somewhat surprising, but I think people are kind of reaching out to others on Zoom and on telephone. Um, and so they're, they're kind of preserving their, their relationships in that way. Yeah, it's really interesting because I know in, uh, a while back, uh, I, there was a, a study on you know, Facebook you know, making people lonely because they're only putting their, their they're just only their, their really happy moments. And then you almost kind of feel like you're trying to live, live up to the Jones and standard. Right. Um, uh, right, exactly. Yeah. So uh, uh, beyond that, uh, you know, on that topic, um, and like you said before, with this, if I only did this or if I only got that, you know, how do you how do you harness that energy? Um, is it just being being uh, thoughtful uh, in in recognizing you're having those moments to to kind of really rein in and express some gratitude towards yourself of of what you do have? Yeah, actually, that's a great, that's a, also a great question. Um, yeah, I think gratitude is a really great antidote to sort of to what, what it's called hedonic adaptation, that we sort of tend to adapt to positive changes in our lives. So the idea is that you don't want to take for granted the good things in your life or the positive changes. And so, um, yeah, so gratitude is, a, is sort of an antidote to that, to sort of taking things for granted. You can think of gratitude as the opposite of taking things for granted. Um, so yeah, and also I guess just like just realizing, you know, that your happiness, a lot of your happiness comes from within and that, you know, it's a lot of people say, well, you know, like only after I have this new relationship or, I, or after I have this new job, then I will be happy. Or after I move from this house to this other house, then I'll be happy. You have to sort of understand that, you know, you're the same, you're pretty much the same person. If your behavior and attitudes and, you know, ways of thinking don't change, um, you're going to be the same person in the new house as you were in the old house. And eventually you'll kind of go back to your old happiness level. So, so just understanding that I think uh, is important, but, but yeah, I think gratitude is, uh, is also an important strategy. Hmm. So, I mean, obviously we're all going to have hardships of one sort or another where it's just legitimate trauma, just stress. Um, you know, what are some just coping strategies to deal with those moments. I mean, they're going to happen and, and, and happiness can play a big part in that. Do you have any uh, thoughts for, for us on that? Right. Um, yeah. In terms of cope, I think, you know, adversity and stress is a part of all, everyone's life and uh, more for some people than others. Um, and so coping with that and sort of navigating and managing sort of stress and adversity and, and sometimes trauma um, is, is obviously critical to, to living a happy life. Um, you know, there are a lot of 
really important and, and uh, effective coping strategies. I think one of the most effective is social support, kind of turning to others. You know, when you have strong relationships, uh, you're going to fare better. Um, um, religion and spirituality is also important for some people. Um, uh, meditation is a strategy that works for coping uh, or physical exercise. Sometimes it's just distraction and the ability to kind of put that adversity aside and focus on something positive or even something neutral. Um, so yeah, so there's quite a bit of research on kind of how to, how to cope. Um, but you know, gratitude and kindness, basically one way I like to think about happiness and coping is that um, sometimes you need to kind of take the attention off of yourself and direct it onto something else. So you're not so self-focused. Obviously there are times then when there's a problem in your life, you need to kind of focus on yourself because you, that, that helps you figure out how to solve it. But there are many times where you're going to be better off and happier when you're able to kind of redirect your attention and, and uh, you know, uh, focus on, on maybe helping someone else or on other things in your life, other parts of your life that are not as stressful. Good stuff. Yeah. I mean, as we're going through this, I'm like, yep, I've been there. I've done that. And um, obviously, you do feel better when you exercise. You do feel better when you meditate or uh, another one we, that we haven't uh, mentioned is just the act of forgiveness, right? I mean, the, uh, when you go back to just relationships, uh, there's times where people are going to make you mad. Um, and sometimes people are reluctant to, to, to really forgive. And uh, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think forgiveness is actually one of the, the kind of the thorniest or most challenging strategies to use in in terms of um impacting your own happiness i personally i think there's certain people that should not be forgiven even if it makes you right. happier to forgive them but but that's a personal uh uh opinion um some people think that you know forgiveness is, is good you know it's, it's something that you do for yourself when you forgive someone doesn't mean that you're condoning their behavior you don't in fact don't need to probably don't want to even tell the other person that you're forgiven it's just something that you do in your own heart so to speak um, but there, there are, there is quite a bit of research showing that people who are prompted to forgive kind of the transgressors of their, in their lives, um, do become happier and, and sort of less, less sort of stressed out because it's stressful to, to, to be like ruminating about, uh, you know, other people's wrongs and insults and transgressions in your life. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the way that I look at forgiveness. Forgiveness is not at least in my eyes, it's not always going up to that person and saying, Hey, I, I forgive you. But at least I, at some point I got to let go because those feelings that I'm harboring inside of me are, are becoming toxic yeah. to my own well being. And so at some point I have to figure out a way of shaking off. And, right. um, and it's a sliding scale. I mean, it, like, just like you said, there's some things I, you know, I, I, I agree. I don't think that, you know, there, it, it, it's a greater, uh, climb to to forgive, but uh, there are times where I know I've really gotten frustrated over things that, you know, when you look back and use hindsight a little bit, you go, that wasn't that big of a deal, and I, I need to move on. Yeah, yeah, and I totally agree with you. So, uh, you know, going back, you made a really interesting comment about you know, the, the, the changes in, in people's uh, RNA. I mean, what kind of chemical uh, you know, what are some of the chemical reactions that are going on uh, when, you, when you are happy? I mean, is there, uh, 
bigger releases in serotonin or oxytocin or well, I, I, I'm not an I'm not an expert in this area. Um, I mean, dopamine is involved, and in, I mean, serotonin, oxytocin is are are almost definitely involved as well when it comes to positive affect or just social bonding, feeling of connection. Um, but I, I think it's still this area, sort of looking at the neurobiological mechanisms or what's happening in the body. It's it's still like a really wide open science area for science, and so we we don't we just don't know that much. Uh, and so I hope that there'll be like a lot more research in the future that will sort of unpack uh, what, what is happening both in the brain and in the body when people are becoming happier. Interesting. So if I was somebody that really wanted to get more information on this topic, uh, where would you point me? Uh, well, thank you for asking. I mean, I think the um, kind of the, the most direct way to to find out more for what I was talking about is my book, The How of Happiness. It's written for uh, the, sort of the lay reader for everyone. Um, so, and I, and I, even though it's about 10 years old, it's still everything that the book has, it's still true. There's just a lot more research to, to support what I've already saying. Um, and I also have a, a website, um, Sonia, um, Dr. Sonia, well, I'll say that again. I also have a website, um, uh, sonialubomirsky.com, um, which is a long name, but all my academic papers are on that website. So those of those of you who are uh, sort of more serious in, in getting to know the science behind what I'm saying, um, you know, all the papers are, are all, you can download all the papers for free from my website. Fantastic. Well, I, I really appreciate you uh, scratching the surface uh, of this thing we call happiness and giving us a few tools and information to, to, to at least uh, drive some curiosity in, into learning more. And thank you for your valuable time. Um, thank you very much. It was a, um, these are really great questions and really, really important to consider. Um, so yeah, I enjoy talking to you. Thanks. All right, be well. Great. All right, thanks, Brian. Have a great day. Okay, thanks. Okay, great, good luck, bye. Thanks again for listening to our show today. And as always, we encourage your feedback. You can provide that feedback at my email at bellis at commandcollege.org. As always, good thoughts, good words, good deeds. Figure out who you are and be purposeful. Be well. Thank you so much for tuning into the BadgeCast One podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with a colleague. Please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Statement and views on this podcast are those of the guests, and the opinions of the guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representation or warranties about guests or qualifications or credibility. This podcast is the product of the National Command and Staff College. Copyright 2010 to 2035. Any use of this without the express consent of the National Command and Staff College is strictly prohibited by law. For more information, email us at infocommandcollege.org. At